This episode of Fun Employment Radio is brought to you by Squarespace, the all-in-one platform that makes it fast and easy to create your own professional website or online portfolio. For a free trial and 10% off your first purchase, all you have to do is go to squarespace.com and use the offer code FUNEMPLOYMENT. You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. I never thought I would be one of these people to say this, but I think I might be offended. I think, <laughs> like for I mean, all of uh, for all of mankind, or just because uh, for, because of you, for because the of disparaging the way that this person is treating people who are maybe lesser of height and stature. It is kind of rude. It I was rereading rude. it, but after, I'm that, okay. Well, it's not just the ad. Then also the fact that you posted this on my Facebook page, and I think there's people that don't understand you were trying to joke and think I actually want this job. <laughs> Hey, it pays 200 bucks, dude. Impersonate a leprechaun. Yeah, 200 <laughs> bucks. Wow, that's not worth the shame. Hello, everyone. This is Fun Employment Radio. I am Greg Nibbler here with Sarah X. Dillon. Thank you so much for tuning in today, wherever and however you listen. It is so fantastic that you do so. Of course, we are live here out of Portland, Oregon, five days a week on the Fun Employment Radio Network and then available via podcast all over the cyberwebs. Stop it. I'm going to I'm gonna make it stick. No, nope, I'm going to make cyberwebs stop stick. Stop making it try it's to work. It's going to happen. It's making a comeback, just Mm-mm. like everything else 90s. Um, don't forget, too, that you can go to Fun Employment Radio dot com and pick yourself up a sweatshirt for a limited time only we have the sweatshirts for sale it's uh you have to get your order in by july 5th i think it is yes july then, 5th that's it and then that's it and then, then we, will, we will never sell this we're one we're throwing again. out the template it's just that's going good. we're burning the we're template. burning it we're is gonna call yeah we're gonna call the people who are making them we're gonna be like there are manufacturers and be like uh-huh. burn it do we have to get like a sledgehammer burn it to the ground a, yes make a big deal about mm-hmm. it breaking the mold yes so uh get your sweatshirt now while the mold is still there go to funemploymentradio.com the link is right there at the front of the page. All right, I think maybe, maybe before we, we get into this and yes, explain Yes, because I think that is, we need to explain to our, our... This is actually a super secret guest. It is. It we is. didn't even say, yeah, this is this is going to be a surprise. It is indeed. Mm-hmm. Because normally, of course, uh, Mr. Aaron Duran is in studio. He's uh, in Denver or doing something comic. Went to the Denver Comic Con? Con, I think. I'm going to mess up the name and yes. people will be angry about that. But Maybe it's Denver Con? They kind of seem to like like smush the words together. Sure. Sure, okay, we'll go with that. We'll call it DenverCon. He's at DenverCon okay. right now. <laughs> uh, but uh, we have a very special guest here with us right now. Ladies and gentlemen, do we have some theme? Oh, yes. Oh, you know we do. I just want to make What sure. is this, my first day? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, joining us now, Mr. Rick Emerson. Why, hello. Hi, hello. Rick. How are y'all? Oh, my gosh. Better now that you're here. Oh, that's amazing. I know. Well, no, speaking of the 90s stuff, we've just been sitting here shooting the shit for like 20 minutes about all these 90s bands. Well, Dishwalla. Well, we were talking about the uh, 90s uh, cruises, the band cruises. <laughs> this is apparently where, and it, it's one of those things where it's like you have to sort of step back and, and try to figure out, like, if you're embarrassed of something, like, is something cool or is something cringe-inducing, and is it cringe-inducing because it's legitimately terrible, or is it just because it makes you feel old, or is it some confluence of all of the above? So there yeah. was that, the first one that I remember, it's like I got this, I switched <laughs> cellular companies, and I'm sorry, it'll be like just start babbling right off the right out of the gate. But I, so I switched cellular companies a while back. 
back. Uh, I went to sort of an equivalent uh, Metro PCS, a mm-hmm. fine company. Yes. Um, uh, regrettably, at the moment, they do not cover my, my carrier, uh, mm. AT&T. But I went to an equivalent company. And um, for the sweet satisfaction of just calling up AT&T and just informing them that they could suck it, which yeah. was awesome. Yeah. Just so deeply satisfying. <laughs> so validating. But then I got a thing in the mail, and it was like a little, uh, you know, a little flyer like, well, you know, thanks for coming on board. Welcome to whatever from my new cellular company. And, you know, it was like, like a, you know, it was like a couple holding a phone and smiling and whatever. And I thought, okay, well, they, they look like they're a little bit out of my demographic. And then I saw in the corner that I that without even knowing it, or did I subconsciously know it, my new cellular provider, they are also the official cellular provider of the AARP. Oh. So. You still have some years before you start getting those. I was waiting for the, you know, like the like the prepay cremation service thing to arrive in the mail. But you just like really big numbers on there. And <laughs> but so it's like you start to age and you don't really realize it. It's like you rely on external indicators because oh. it's that thing of like when you look in the mirror you go I still got it you know it's like I, I could pass for 19 it's like on the audition forums I'm checking you know like can play over 30 under 30 I'm like under oh, yeah. I still got it but then you see these these, these things like this ad I got uh, it, I, I got this emailed to me like five or six five or six years ago now and it was for the Motley Cruise <laughs> and it was like Motley Crew, like on a boat in the middle of the ocean and what did you think when you got it were you kind of like that sounds kind of cool I, I was sort of like I that's the terrible thing that I'd totally pay for if I could afford it. <laughs> and then there was a, a couple years after that, there was the Kiss Cruise. Oh, yeah. Which was where the starting the ticket was $2,400. Damn. Rick, can I tell you what's happening this summer? A new kids on the block cruise. See? They finally got it because I'm a thirty something, and now they're say. like, now you should be making your own money. Now you can pay that big cruise money. <laughs> Welcome to the big old tent. Oh God! Yeah. Oh. And so then there was the, so there's the Motley Cruise. Yeah, the the uh, there was the uh, I mean there's like a million like rock the boat cruises and whatever. There was like Weezer did one. I forget what they call it. Wow, I forgot about that. I remember reading that. Yeah. You know, I'm a fan of Weezer, but. Can they bring enough people to fill up a cruise boat? Well, their people don't seem like the outdoor in the sun playing volleyball no. kind of crowd. It's, I mean, there's just a, it's That's like Argyle. they'll all just, <laughs> just be sitting in their room with the lights off, like watching the cruise, you know, <laughs> watching the cruise they're actually on, but watching it on broadband access, like on their laptop. But yes, yeah, so then there was like this 90s one and it was all, oh, God. and it was, it was like, a, they might as well call it like bands you forgot existed. And it was, it was like Dishwalla. What did Dishwalla even sing? Counting Blue Cars. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Which oh. no one knows by that title. It's that Tell Me All Your Thoughts on God song. Oh, Tell me all your yes. thoughts on God. Yeah. I really want to meet her. It was yeah. a Vertical Horizon. Let's see. Let's do this. Play this game. Okay. What did Vertical... Because I remember Vertical Horizon. That I should remember. be the name of the cruise. It's like, oh yeah, what is, did is they Vertical sing? Vertical Horizon... Yeah. Do they do that Barely Breathing song? The no. I am barely breathing. I don't even know that I song. can't oh. find the air. Don't know who I'm no. kidding. See, who is I that? know that too, but I, do, I don't know. Who I don't that know is. who it is. Okay, ver- this it was the era of. Uh, I was just trying to get Sarah to turn on my headphones because I'm deaf. Thank you. Up. Oh yeah, um, that's the first time I've ever heard anyone ask for up. I. Uh, <laughs> well, <laughs> you've been doing this for a long as time. As my cellular so. company will tell you, I'm not the man I used to be. Um, they, no, it'd be, the '90s was the era of of song titles that had nothing to do with what everybody called the song. It's like yeah. it smells like Teen Spirit syndrome, where like you can't tell the title by hearing the hook over and over again it's vertical horizon sang the song uh it's a, he's every uh, he's everything you want everything you need oh he's yeah everything you want yeah. he's everything oh that's that such you a terrible want. song too he says all the right things exactly. at exactly the right time that God proves the value it. though of having just one hit one crappy hit in the 90s oh, yeah. and this band's getting to do a cruise oh yeah no that's <laughs> i have this theory that it's like if you have one hit if you have one big hit you know you can 
you know, you can finance X percent of your life probably on that because you can be like a special guest or you can be like in a package tour, you know, or it's right. like, you know, where they have like 10 bands in one night or whatever. If you have two hits, you can you can tour the rest <laughs> of your life on that because if you have two hits, it's like you open with like a cover or you open with something that everybody knows or just something that's sort of, you know, like a guaranteed crowd pleaser. You do your first hit like you know two or three songs later you do your second hit like right toward the end and then for your encore you do like another cover or a medley or something oh yeah yeah, yeah you can tour the rest of your life <laughs> if you have two big hits damn yeah so anyway but that yeah it, it's like a whole and it's it's basically like all it's a whole tour of stuff that sat next to like liz fair in your record collection <laughs> right you know oh god yeah dish wallet and vertical horizon the tour I yeah, would almost God. like want to like I, God. I would almost want to go to that just to see what kind of people. Just like oh, I want to go to the Juggalo, what uh, the Juggalo festival, whatever oh, it's right. called. Um, yeah, but what is that? I, I'm it's like the gathering of the gathering of the Juggalos, of the Juggalos go, yeah. which I was just reading about. I think it's canceled this year. Oh no, they were trying to find a new venue. Okay, a new <gasps> spot. No, it wasn't the Juggalo festival that was canceled. It's uh, Burning Man. Oh, I read that that all the hippies won't have their little man to burn this year because Burning Man is canceled. Really? Because they couldn't get the funding for like the site or something. They have to pay some kind of taxes. How is that possible? Everybody who I goes to that thing, it seems like it, it's like everybody in Silicon Valley goes to that. It's, I, it's sort of a big deal for uh, yeah. It's turning like the a big tech business. Community. Yeah, yeah. Business I don't. That's um, that's what I hear. But okay, so so the gathering of the Juggalos is still is still solid. Thank God. But I it's think like one of those so. things where I want to see Dishwalla on a cruise because that's one. Of, I just want to see it. Right. Just to see what it's like. Just to see who's there. I, I actually, it's like when the Kiss Cruise was happening, I literally, I spent like a long couple of days like going back to the webpage over and over again going, how can I justify this? Like, <laughs> is there like a way I can write this off as a business expense? Like, what if I pretend I'm writing a book about a Kiss Cruise? Like, I it was, I just couldn't, I couldn't do it at the end. Wait, can I tell like, you something? What would, wait, oh. the, what would happen on a Dishwalla Cruise? Because, I mean, they have their one song. <laughs> Like that's it. Then I don't what do know. You do? I mean, like, there have to be like, like other special guests that maybe have one hit that's like lesser known. But assume you're on there for a week, so you get your five minutes of them singing that one hit. Do they just like come on like every half hour and sing and that? You get hit? to like have brunch with like, them. All right, we're Dishwalla's back up again. Coming up at noon. Counting yeah. blue cars, followed by counting blue cars. <laughs> oh, so counting blue cars, then lunch, <laughs> then signing at the buffet table. It really is a better deal for them than anybody. <laughs> right. It's like three minutes and twenty eight seconds, and then yeah. they're done. <laughs> Go jet skiing with uh, with Dishwalla or something like that. Oh, maybe gosh. they build another. They're too rickety at this point. I probably. don't even remember who the headliner was. Like it couldn't have been. I mean, it was like there was a bunch of was it like Duncan Sheik. Those what was Duncan <laughs> Sheik? Duncan Sheik. <laughs> I can't remember. I remember that name because oh, oh God, what did Duncan Sheik sing? Rick, come on, you're. I don't know. I, I don't know either. The, the 90s are a bit of a. It's a bit of an Achilles heel for me in some ways. Like especially if it was sort of like alt pop. Like you know, it's I only have like a vague. <gasps> okay, Duncan Sheik sings that barely breathing song that I was just talking See, about. I don't think I know that. Okay. I must have missed yeah, that. Yeah, it was somehow. pretty popular with the ladies. Yeah. Yeah, that's Duncan oh. Sheik. Oh, I know this. Is that a guy or is that a band? I think it's was a band. Was his name Duncan? I, I, think that the, I think that was a cool band name. Okay. I don't think his name was Duncan Sheik. See, these all were right. all, this is like all in the wake of Matchbox 20 mm. and Third Eye Blind. That was the thing. Like <laughs> yeah. all of these bands. It was all that kind I of. totally go see it. I see. I would. I would totally go see a Matchbox Twenty yeah. show oh, if it God. was in town at some point. Like I would. I will go with you. I'm, I lo- do you know I'm what band that. Greg hates? Hmm. Matchbox Twenty. I do. I can't stand. He Matchbox hates them 20. so much. Who even? Th- I mean, I d- who, I who musters know. that much energy to hate like a, Matchbox Twenty? I, I think <laughs> somewhere deep down, it's associated like with some girl that broke up with me or something was was a fan <gasps> of Matchbox Twenty. Just like 20. Uh, Runaway Train. <laughs> yes. <gasps> Greg has some weird thing with Runaway what? Train. He has some like. <laughs> 
some okay. reaction. It was actually on the radio the other day, and he's like, mm, I don't like this We have song. to change the dial. Yeah. Change it. Change it now before the tears come. <laughs> <laughs> I have that with certain songs. It's associated, and I don't know what it is. It's, it's with Breaking wow. Like, Runaway Train, and then the Pixies' uh, Where Is My Mind. I cannot hear that song, because I had this girlfriend who listened to it all the time, and then... Oh God! Yeah, the best part is I can so. hear the scorn in your voice. Yeah. She listened to it constantly all the time. Fucking pixies. Uh. See who can I hate this song? This, this song. It's a great song. This is a, I, this it's is a, so great. It's a great, great song. This it is really one of my is. first CD CD singles. This in um, I'll be missing you with uh, Sean Puffy Combs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> CD singles. There you go. Wow. Yeah, Greg no, just has no, hatred. I toward just it. don't like it. I I have a, I have a, I I love a really well written pop song, and this is a really I mean because the first this is one of those songs where the second time you hear the chorus, you already have it memorized. Mm-hmm. Like, you know it. You know yeah. the the song already. It's. Uh, I remember this was a source of controversy at the time because there were some there were some women's groups that felt that it was uh, about domestic violence. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. It's, oh, is that what it's about? I want to push you around. Oh, I want to yeah. push you down. Okay, yeah, right. How can you hate it so much if you haven't even listened to the lyrics? <laughs> Yeah, Greg. <laughs> Get educated in your hate. <laughs> and then in uh, retrospect, uh, the fact that living in an in an, in, an, in a juggalo world, the idea that this song was considered <laughs> we're like, living in a juggalo world. Of course, we're all in a big juggalo. <laughs> that this song was considered like too edgy and provocative yeah. and violent. You know, it's, I think part of it was because during this whole period, like with Matchbox Twenty, and that reminded me of like Closing Time, Semi Sonic, Closing Time. Time. Oh, God, See, that was all happening. But then oh, I was during semi- that era. Didn't we interview Semi Sonic? We interviewed. Well, uh, 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 no. Who did you interview? Okay, well, we interviewed uh, this guy Jacob Slichter, who was the drummer for Semisonic. <laughs> yes, okay, but to be fair, uh, whatever one thinks of Semisonic, he wrote what I think what is the best book I have ever read about the music industry. Really, it's it has a terrible, terrible title. Clearly, I think the publisher shoved a, a different title on him. The, the the book is called "So You Want to Be a Rock and Roll Star," which is the name of a bird song, but it's a bad title. It is it might it it is a fantastic book because he has like no illusions about he wasn't like we were really much better than anybody you were more than a one-hit wonder like he has no right because he like had a college he's like a professor somewhere and he already had a college degree in you know like music studies and african-american studies i think i think he teaches somewhere in boston now and but his book is like i was in a band we had one big hit then we vanished here's what it was like and it was okay that's kind of cool it's it is fantastic it's like it's a totally unvarnished like he has no like he doesn't you know he doesn't artificially diminish it but he also doesn't make it more than it was he's like we had this one song that was inescapable he's like I got to play in front of a hundred thousand people mm-hmm. I was on the Letterman show then our next album tanked and now you know that's that's the song we're going to be known for he's like that's my life and it's it's a really it's a great huh. it's a great book about like what it's like you know, he's like, if you've ever heard, you know, he's like, if you've ever seen a one hit wonder that just skyrockets to fame and then vanishes and you wonder what it's like, he's like, I'll tell you. Okay. It's a great book. That sounds book. fascinating. It is really, his name is Jacob Slichter, uh, S-L-I-C-H-T-E-R. It's a great, Jacob great book. Slichter. All yeah. right. Okay, yeah. So that's, that's who we yeah. interviewed. Yeah. Okay. Because I remembered something with Semisonic. See, I think part of my thing with, with all those bands was I'm realizing this at that time in my life, I was, I was more of a new metal guy. <laughs> I oh was God, that guy. Oh, to be describing t- new metal. What new metal were you listening to? What new metal were you listening uh, to? Well, I hate the term new metal, but that's what it was. was it, is I'm it, it NU metal? Yes. Yeah, I'm not going to I'm not going to Yes, with the umlaut. Now, I didn't call it that, but that's totally that was that was, those were the bands I was into. Well, so like, is this like a limp biscuit sort of a thing? Limp biscuit corn. <gasps> yeah. Deftones, although I still think Deftones are good. Deftones uh, are good. Um, who uh, head PE? 
What? I just thought Earth. of them yesterday for no readily <laughs> apparent reason. P-E- they were just here in town. Apparently, they still tour. Getting your POD on? Yep. Yeah. Uh, no, POD, eh, a little iffy on POD. They were head all right. P.E. I've never even heard of that. It's the um, worst name for a band. And the P.E. Yeah. is in parentheses. Yeah, and head is H-E-D. Oh, okay, I think I've seen that in print somewhere, but I've never heard it. Oh, yeah, it's terrible. Terrible. <laughs> but that, I listened to that. And then all those, uh, Reveille, like there's all these other like weird bands that I listened to. So it was like the antithesis of this pop stuff. I don't know He why. was keeping it real. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. Well, back to the embarrassing cruises really quick. I do want to tell you, and Greg knows this, that I am... Um, going to hit P.E. cruise? I am. No, but I am loosely, within the next month, maybe planning a Las Vegas trip around Nukas on the Block performing in Las Vegas for four days. I don't pass judgment. I didn't buy tickets, and it says they're sold out, but I don't believe in the word sold playing? out. They're playing at uh, Caesars, I think. Yeah. They're playing four nights, but it's Nukas on the Block after dark. <laughs> Not safe for children. <laughs> <laughs> what are they? What makes I it? I don't know what they're going to do. But uh, so my friend Heather is getting married. Is that in like September. Baywatch Nights? It's, it's kind of like, like it's edgy. Simulated they're sex solve on a murder. <laughs> but I'm totally so my friend Heather's getting married in September and so you know we're talking about tentatively going to Vegas and so I've made her save this date I'm like alright Nukas and the Blocker in Vegas from the 9th through the 12th I'm like let's just save that weekend we haven't booked anything I'm like we're just gonna do it and I have when? Uh, next month it's uh, on uh, it's July like 9th through 12th well you'll be able to get tickets I mean it's like in, yeah I think you'll I mean it's That's just a question I think. Of I how think much gonna, you're willing to pay for those yeah uh, well I think I'm, I'm, I'm gonna try my luck I'm like I'm gonna put my Nukas on the block luck out there I paid to see uh, Britney Spears at the MGM Grand some years ago in Vegas so it's like was I have it awesome? no oh yeah yeah th- that was like because you know it's like I it's like I went to see the Spice Girls years ago like, yeah I, I, I you know uh, I not only do I appreciate well done pop songs but I'm, I'm a big fan of I like to see things that are pop culture you know that are that are sort of important mm-hmm. in the moment and uh and it was when she was doing the circus tour so like 2000 like eight, i remember that okay. one 2008 2009 yeah, yeah. and so it's like we were going to be in vegas anyway and i'm like mgm grand britney spears we're going well because that's just post crazy britney because she was that yeah. was 2007 that head was, shaving britney that was like oh, her, yeah. yeah that was like her comeback, her comeback album tour. after doing that and it was like and the pussycat dolls opened and it was like it was just uh it was like it was a great show. Like she was totally incidental. Like she could have been gone from the stage and it wouldn't have mattered. It was like, but it was like this weird Cirque du Soleil thing where it was all this like weird dark acrobatic uh, stuff happening. And it was okay, like, that's awesome. yeah, because Britney's still in Vegas right now. Really, she has residency for like the next three years. I think you can just sort of like that's the thing. Like you can just sort of pitch a tent there and just stay there for the rest <laughs> of your life because there's always going to be people coming through. Totally so. brand new crowd every night. Yeah, that, yeah. The, the one I would go see right now in Vegas is Boys to Men. <gasps> I would go see Boys to Men. Oh God, me too. My Ryan just went and saw them. Not I very know. Long ago. And oh, yeah, he I said was... it was awesome. He said they, same thing. Like they know they had their hits. Oh yeah, they know they're not a big deal. They can anymore, still but... cash in on. Oh no, but yeah, it's... Oh, maybe I should have like twelve-year-old Sarah's like weekend of magic and go see <laughs> Boys to Men and New Kids on Sounds the Block. Like an emo band name. <laughs> <laughs> weekend of magic. Just gonna do like the whole circuit. Just go see Belle Biv DeVoe. You know. Oh yeah. Just, yeah. just go over to Harris and see ABC. <laughs> 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 on the other side, there's some SWV. Sisters You are the only person that ever brings SWV up frequently. S- SWV was awesome. What was their song? I, I, remember, I can't remember off the top of my I head. I remember I actually did 
buy an SWV album one time because it was one of the BMG thing, you know, where you'd sign up and you get like 11 free CDs. Eight records for a penny. Right. And, yeah, and then you cancel it because you got one over on them. <gasps> oh, SWV. <SLU's> like- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You really stuck it to the man I with your record and tape club subscription. Yeah. And I remember because I didn't know you what. You Che Guevara. Yeah. <laughs> I thought I was pretty badass. And then I remember seeing that because I was like, oh, yeah, I've heard SWV before. They're, I've heard that name before. They must be popular. I'll get that. It was when I was buying like all kinds of music because I didn't know really what what was good to buy. Oh, like, yes. I knew what I liked, but I wanted to be cool. So I was like, oh, yeah. I remember Everybody doing that when I was young, SWV. just like buying albums because I didn't know exactly what was cool. But I'm like, mm-hmm. I've heard people talk about this. I should buy this and then get to know this. So that way I didn't have things to say about this right. song. Yeah. When people, I mean, I, I'm not ashamed of that. I'm like, all right. So the cool kids are talking about this. So I'm going to go ahead and get this and see if I like it. You know, half the time I didn't like it and then I found my own shit. But yeah. Oh, SWV sings weak. I get so weak in the knees, I can hot. What year would that have been? <sighs> I think it's like 90. I think it's 1990-91. Really? See, mm-hmm. so that was so I just missed. So that was like the En Vogue, SWV, um, TLC. I, see, I think I j- uh, some of this music I only know because uh, it's like sort of rings in a tree where it's like I look back at like when I was, you know, when I was a DJ and mm. it's like when it was radio at, at music. Back when back when people listened to the uh, to the radio for, for music. <laughs> And there are certain songs that I only know because I had to play them like every seventy-five minutes or whatever. Right. You know, like, uh, um, uh, like I think that was uh, like the "Justify My Love." Oh, era okay, from Madonna. that's a Madonna. Okay. And everything I do, I do it for you by Brian Adams. Oh, that was yeah, ninety-one, ninety-two. And that was also when uh, the Bodyguard soundtrack was really big totally. too. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, I will always love you. And this song, there was this this band called the Rhythm Syndicate, and it was like this kind of pre. It was like the CNC Music Factory type thing, and they had this song called P A S S I O N. Got me in a jam yes! again. <laughs> that's what you are the only person I've ever met that to who knew that song. There's no way that I can win. P-A-S-S-I-O-N. For a while, I thought I was hallucinating that memory because people go rhythm syndicate. No, I got and I'd be like, P-A-S-S-O-I-N got me, and they'd be like, No, I you're making that up. No, I remember <laughs> oh, that song. Thank God. All right. Yeah, I listen to the radio a lot. <laughs> okay, one more. Do you remember? Do you remember this song uh, by this band London Beat called "I've Been Thinking About I've You"? I've been thinking about you. I've been you. thinking about you. Ooh, yeah, I've been thinking about you. Like got you on my mind. Pop out. Exactly. You're singing the solo even. Yeah, you would. I guess. Yeah, I know. You would totally do a '90s cruise. I was going to do it absolutely. You are the target market. We found the prime demographic. Yes, I know. Like every single, like I, I remember I was going through. I was driving along the coast, and I found this random station. And there's this one song. um, Do you guys remember this? You don't. There's a song called "I Need You Now." I need you now. All right, I haven't. Yes, yeah. I hadn't heard that in years, and I just I'm singing along to it. No. Every single goddamn word still to him. Like, here I am at six o'clock in the morning. I am the demographic. Yes. Yeah. Jimmy T, one night only. Oh, God. (laughs) I still, I swear to fucking God, I have my Timmy T, one more try cassette tape in my car right now. I have that. And I also have my, uh, my single from Jamie Walters, The Heights. Oh my oh. God! Is that- yeah, how do you talk to an angel? Yeah, oh yeah. Oh, no, yeah. it's like trying to catch a falling star. Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> the heights didn't get proper credit. So embarrassing! <laughs> I know. Wow. Oh, so way, way back when, Jesus, we had started off with Greg being offended, right, about something. We need to go to this because I know that Rick has has an embarrassing story too okay. that we know nothing about. Well, so this is the thing, Sarah. You know, who was <laughs> who was out of town over the weekend? She's I back was. Now. I was in Seattle, and then I was in Bremerton. It was very fun. Yes, but somehow mm. you still found a way to strike me, and that is I by, did from a distance. Yes, and <gasps> that's a good song too. From a distance, remember? Ben Midler. Yes. 
You look like my friend. Will you please start talking, Greg? No, I was just going to let you that. Uh, so you posted this thing on my page. Now, uh, of course, we've talked about this before. You know, on, on the side, I occasionally do a little bit of acting as well as uh, Mr. Rick Emerson in here. And You guys are acting. I'm this- with two thespians right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a very loose term. Um, so the, uh, the thing is, you posted this on my page. and it, The title was this. It's from a Craigslist ad. And it just says, wanted actor to be a short leprechaun for marriage proposal. <laughs> Portland Rose Garden. (laughs) But you start reading the ad. And I mean, not only that's like just who are you trying to get here to play this leprechaun? I mean, that's almost offensive just right there. But then the the description, it's kind of creepy. So I want to read this here. Okay. Impersonate a leprechaun. So must be under five foot. And this was in the, by the way, Rick, this was in the like acting talent section. Like this was in the talent section for hiring on Craigslist. I mean, was it just posted by some, some dude though? Or was it from like a, like an agency or? No, it's from some dude. It's a guy. Who left his phone number on here. Which which... we, so we quickly found out who he was. (laughs) I now know who he is and where he works for. Um, (laughs) But so impersonating a leprechaun, so must be under five foot in costume with a quote, pot of gold. Sing an Irish song as surprise and dart around hiding and let me catch you. <laughs> Wanted. Short guy to indulge creepy fetish. <laughs> exactly. To catch you to present a ring to my girlfriend and make a marriage proposal. Uh-huh. So you have to run around and hide while he catches you, which is just disturbing. My favorite part night. is after the proposal. Yeah. After presenting the ring, sing some more and add a wish followed by prayer for the future marriage. Any help in this matter would be great. And uh, they're offering $200. You have to audition for it, though, first. And you can call, which he puts his actual phone number on there. And this is a real person. This isn't like a spam bot or anything. Like, we found him in Portland. Oh, no, there's no spam. No. no <laughs> like, that, what kind of specialized spam would that be? I know. <laughs> no, that's a real person. Kinky leprechaun there's, spam. It is a it's, real person. So it's best to call me for an audition. Payment will be made in cash. Costume is required. Elves okay. <laughs> But the thing is, though, not well. A, I would never want to do this. Two hundred dollars is not enough for that. But on top of that, it's the uh, the the prospect that you would audition and then you wouldn't get it. Greg, let me. <laughs> but your audition would be on tape. So someday when you run for Congress, you know, can we trust a man who tried to be a leprechaun? <laughs> Greg, all right. So that being said, you said that two hundred dollars isn't enough. Greg, the question begs to be answered. What is enough? That's a good question, Greg. Oh. What if it what? was five hundred? Would you do it for 500 I need money. I'm not going to lie. Um, no. No, not what for would that be, shame. What would be your... Because I'm assuming this is going to be somewhere out in public-ish. So people will see you. And it's near the Rose Garden, too. So I know. Um, How much do you want to bet, by the way, that like like the girl from Fiance never shows up? It ends with him catching you and tickling you a lot <laughs> on the ground. <laughs> totally. <laughs> Oh, I guess she's not coming. We <laughs> might as well just play some more hide and seek. I already paid you. Catch you. <laughs> you want the rest of the money? You're gonna let me catch you. Oh my god, that's so creepy. You give me that gold in a shower. <laughs> I'm just speculating. I'm not implying. I like how he's just like he writes a super creepy thing, and then like he writes this genuine. Any help in this manner would be just great. Oh, I think <laughs> some help is, is is called for. I want to humiliate you publicly, dude. Also, you're not doing a good job. You're asking for something weird. We have already. It took. I, I sent Greg the phone number. It took Greg, I swear to God, less than 10 seconds to find out the identity of this person with his phone oh, yeah. number. No, it, it's just like somebody could be an ass and also let your girlfriend know that you're creepy. 
And I, you're gonna promote. You're gonna chase around a little leprechaun. Well, like I wonder. If, is, I'm trying to imagine like how it was he would arrive at this conclusion that, that this is exactly the way to the girlfriend. Like this is exactly what she's hoping to see. Right. You know, maybe it's what I've always dreamed of. It's, it's exactly like I pictured it when I was a little girl. <laughs> I was dreaming of my future husband chasing around a tri- tiny little chasing man. Chasing around a grown man in a leprechaun outfit. A vaguely Eastern Bloc looking guy dressed up like a mythical Irish character. Uh, I mean, is it. Do you suppose. Now, here's a thought. Do you suppose that he's trying to be like the next viral video proposal guy? So he's gonna have like cameras set well, up. Well, what was that film guy the with the, the guy that did the thing with the song? Yeah, you know, oh, that where thing it's like still a, gets me. That's so cute. Well, the one with the the car movie. Yeah, back and it's, I forget what yeah. the song is, but yeah, it's mm. like it's. But that was the and it's like we all. But that was legitimately great. We all said we're like that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. But but the problem with everything like that is like everybody wants to be the next grumpy cat or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. So like, is this that? Do you think where he's like, I totally know this is, <laughs> baby, this is gonna make our fortune. We're gonna do this he's whole proposal. Today show is gonna call and have them on there and right. he'll recreate chasing me or the leprechaun <laughs> or whoever <laughs> I'm looking at this in the way that this person I know a lot like after receiving a lot of email and like seeing the way a lot of people write this person just looks like he doesn't have a clue like I think he genuinely probably thinks this is unique or romantic or romantic in some way because the way he's writing it it's too serious well and also I'm there's a couple things like the must impersonate a leprechaun like that almost implies some sort of unconscious but belief. deeply held belief that <laughs> right. the leprechaun is a real that it's like an actual creation of nature somehow. It's not you know pretend to be. It, it must impersonate like you impersonate a president. Yeah, you know you you impersonate uh, you know Hulk Hogan. You pretend to be a leprechaun. Oh my god! You know what? I just had the best idea. I say we flip it on him. You know how you were saying the viral thing. Yes, Greg, you go on audition for that. <gasps> hey, yeah. And then we video you. Wait a minute. I don't auditioning know how this... for him. Okay. And then we flip it around. I don't know how this flips it around. I'm still in a leprechaun. Yeah, outfit you're still in the leprechaun. So... Out. Well, I mean, maybe he can provide a leprechaun outfit. I'm sure you have something green. I you do. can quickly look like a leprechaun. I'm pretty right. sure. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I don't know how. Or this Nate works, so. hasn't Nate dressed as a your best Nate friend? Nate does not... look. Yeah, he does. He legitimately looks like a leprechaun. Yeah, but maybe he has like a leprechaun outfit that you can. Well, the the thing I like the most about it is after all this stuff, like as as though this is a big deal, you know, running around hiding to let me catch you to present a uh, ring to my girlfriend. Then add a wish followed by prayer for the future marriage. Like, okay, well, now let's get serious. We just chased each other around. You know, I ran around in the woods. I tackled you and tickled you and took the ring away. Uh, now I want a prayer. Now, <laughs> so, but it, And also, like, why is the leprechaun wishing you? Like, isn't the thing? I don't know how le- the whole leprechaun <laughs> thing works. Why would he be offering a wish? Don't you offer? I know, or am I conflating leprechauns no, 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 with something no, else? No, I think yeah. you are because he's not like a genie. It says, after presenting the ring, <laughs> sing some more and add a wish followed by a prayer for the future marriage. Also, leprechauns aren't religious figures, sir. <laughs> no, I, I hate to. What's a leprechaun prayer? I. <laughs> <laughs> what do you do with that? I and and like, what is it you're supposed? Just I mean, after Danny Boy, what else is, is there that you're supposed to sing exactly? <laughs> I don't like, know. What, you know, the only Irish song I know is called Molly Malone. It's all about a whore who was killed on the streets of Ireland. Right. It's all you know. <laughs> There's no food and we're all <laughs> yeah. thin. Fuck the British. <laughs> it's like, what are you supposed to, you know, like what, how many, the, the Irish songs are all yeah. just about like, you know, and then there's generations of dead ancestors in Seriously? my backyard. The Molly Malone song is all about her selling seashells in her body and then ending up dead in a ditch at the end. Right. That's the entire song. Yeah. And then a wish be upon you and your blessed love. <laughs> Best of luck in your marriage. Let us pray. I should just show up like completely drunk. Completely drunk on whiskey and show up and do this thing. Why drunk, Greg? Well, yeah, stereotyping no stereotype much, at all. Wow. I'm part Irish. I can make that joke, right? Is that how that works? Uh, <laughs> Jesus. Um, all right. Well, anyway, 
Thank you for uh, posting that because now a billion people. Have no problem. It's hilarious. I know I posted but that. that. That was the thing. I think some people don't understand that it's a joke because I, I have like friends on Facebook that I don't really, I'm not really friends with in real life anymore, but like from childhood and like that don't listen to the show, don't understand anything about humor, but then they will, they'll post on these things and like send me comments and stuff like that and like it. And I look at it and I'm like, I know you think that's probably serious. You mm. probably seriously think that I'm trying to audition. That's why. Why do you think I post that stuff? Yeah, do you think I it's know. because I think people, but I could word it in a way that it looks like I'm joking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-mm. This is why I'm glad that I'm, I mean, I've done, you know, it, it, I'm not trying to, uh, whatever, but it, I, you know, I've done some acting, some, some acting stuff. I've done, mm-hmm. you know, a few, some, some on, some, you know, some on camera you stuff. You spoke some, some amazing Russian in the last thing you yes, did. Yes. Yes, <laughs> I did. <laughs> Paging Mr. Herman. <laughs> um, the, <laughs> but so, you know, I, I'm not trying to make light of that. I mean, it's, it's, it's it's I'm, I'm happy to do it, and I, I I guess I do it well enough and whatever. But um, but at the same time, like I have, like I like you know some people have like a calling to be an actor, which I'm not you know that I'm not making light of that. That's that's some people though they like that's their thing. Like I am called to be you know I act. It's what I want to do. It's what I'm. In. Greg and, has but, said that same thing. But I'm not that acting. way. Like yeah. it's not yeah. It is not a thing like I feel compelled to do. You know, it's I, I enjoy doing it and it's great and it pays like way better than it really ought to in any fair world. Totally. But it's like if I don't do it, it's not like it's somehow you know it's like again, it's, rip, it's, it's ripping your soul. Yeah. Out it's, or yeah. It's yeah. not a thing. It's not a thing that is you know that I that I feel compelled to do. And but he, but I'm glad because you know that if like it was if, if you were really like I have to find an outlet for this this desire to act. That's the sort of person who goes to this sort of thing just because it's an opportunity to to perform their craft. Like it's explore the character of the leprechaun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like comedians who like go out there every goddamn oh, God, night. Yeah. yeah, and they're just like it doesn't matter if they've had a bad show the night before. They go out there and hit every open mic because it's not because yeah, not because it's like it's oh, it's something I'm casually interested. in. It's because that's what they want to do. What's well, like Hemingway? That's so respectful. Yeah, Hemingway said that thing about you know writers write. Mm-hmm. It's like even if no one's reading it, your writers write. Yep, and it's you know it's like stand up comics. Like I have all the respect in the world for. You know, for anybody that can get on stage and perform, and for especially like you hear those stories we were talking about bands earlier, those bands where they, like I just read uh, Paul Stanley's autobiography, and he uh, he tells this story about like early on in Kiss's career where it's like they're playing, and every band has the story. They're like playing at a bar, and he's like, there's seven people there, like two of whom are working there, two of whom are girlfriends, and the others are like there to see like you know like whoever's next. Yeah, mm. and he's like, you know, but he's like, we just give it our all, we like give it a hundred percent, and I. And that's how I know, like, I'm not meant to be, you know, an actor as, like, my primary thing because it's, like, I just, I can't, like, this, like, you've probably done this where you, like, I went to an audition a couple weeks ago where it was, I mean, and it was, uh, there was, like, no dialogue or whatever. It was just, like, it's the kind of audition I'm worst at because you're basically miming. Right. Oh. You know? It's like, okay, now you're turning the tablet on. Now you're opening Mm. the, you know, now you're going on the web. And there was, and it was, you know, I was in and out in, like, it was just down the street from my house. It was, like, I was in and out in, like, three minutes basically there were two people there who had taken a however long the bus ride from Seattle is oh wow and they didn't even know they had come on separate buses because they were like waiting in line to, you know they like signed up and they were like waiting and, and um and this was not like a Craigslist ad this was like a like an agency audition and and it was a male role and a female role and so there was a girl and she's like making small talk with a, with a guy there and, and, and she's like oh I'm from Seattle and he's like oh did you come down for this she's like yeah and he's like well how'd you get it she's like oh I took a bus and he's like oh I you know I you know I got a, I borrowed a car from a friend and they had each come down she on the bus he had driven and that's on a bus it's like four hours or oh, something right. in yeah. Seattle for to literally walk in and do like a three minute audition and then head back to Seattle on a gig that by definition you're almost certainly not going to get just because you're one out of 200 people auditioning totally like, wow. Wow. There's just no way. Like, I would never, you know. No. 
So I mean, God bless him. But that's I mean, that's how you get Robert De Niro, you know, because there are people driven to do it. I'm not one of those people. Mm. Yeah, I mean, there's no way I would go go all the way up there for something like that. Not for it. I mean, you want to have at least some kind of guarantee. Yes, something something involved in it. But yeah, that's what I mean. I think I'm I'm not driven for it like that. I mean, I you know, and I'm not going to go do local theater because that seems like a whole lot of work. That I see. That's a, no. That's <laughs> that's that's the dividing that's line it. right there. That's like, the fork in the road. That seems like a lot of work. Yeah, no, no. I'll pretend to scratch off lottery tickets. That sounds good for I, me. Like, I'll do that. <laughs> I don't have to get up early for this job, <laughs> <Yeah>. do I? <laughs> and it doesn't pay. You just sit in the no. back of the car with an acting dog. That's right, yeah, good. that's fun. That's fun. <laughs> I mean, you know, when I was, yeah, when I was like 13, 14, 15, whatever, and starting on a radio, like, I didn't give any thought to that. You know, they're like, well, this doesn't pay anything, and you have to work midnight to six on a Sunday morning, and it's just loading up reel to reel tapes of religious programming. I'm like, I'll do it. It doesn't matter. <laughs> awesome. Uh, okay. Uh, you know, the coffee pot's broken too. I don't care. You know, it's like, I would just do whatever, but that's that's how you know that you really want to do so. This, I was like, uh, no, yeah. I, I don't. If it happens, great. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But it's not the well, end have, of the any, have you had any successful auditions lately? Well, that was not one of. Uh, by the way, <laughs> thank you, Sarah, for bringing up <laughs> bringing up such a painful story for me. To, no, it's uh, it was the worst kind of audition because again, it's like I can do. Here's what I discovered about about uh, about me is that um, uh, like I can do the sort of you know th- like you know because I spend most of my life using my voice for a living, so I can do stuff where I deliver dialogue. Strangely enough, the thing where the 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 uh, uh, um, a grim episode that I ended up getting where I did the thing in Russian. <laughs> I thought that was really great because because the audition was all in Russian, so I wasn't self-conscious about about delivering any of this really heartfelt dialogue at mm-hmm. all. Uh, I think that's the thing is I think <laughs> as an actor, I think you probably have to be really like emotionally like invested and mm-hmm. open in the moment, which I just have trouble with because I get really like self-conscious. Yeah. You know, I just I, I for whatever which I you know that's you know that's the sort of thing that you know I think separates the you know whatever the the, the, the hacks like myself from real actors. The Russian thing I wasn't self-conscious at all cuz I'm like it's just fucking gibberish to me. I have no <laughs> idea like no one in this room knows what I'm saying. The thing where you're just miming and doing no dialogue at all is the thing that I have the most trouble with because I just feel silly. Yeah. And I know that I'm yeah. not supposed to, but I do. And so it was like for a tablet. Uh, they didn't say who it was, but I think they did it was for a major electronics manufacturer. Mm. And it was for a new tablet device. And she's literally – and she's and she's doing the whole – and by the way – and then they said like that it was for like uh, – a lot of it was going to be close-ups of your hands. So oh, I'm you get all self-conscious? Some Costanza <laughs> oh, hand-modeling yeah. thing. And so what did I manage to do? I In the four days leading up to the audition, I managed to fuck up both my hands. <laughs> I, I cut like three knuckles in the back of my right hand, and then it's kind of healed now, but I gouged this huge chunk out of my right hand on a dog treat, which is a whole story in and of itself. Like, who on a inj- dog treat? Who injures themselves on a dog treat? Like getting the dogs a treat, and I'm like, ah! Oh, my God. Stitches, hold on. So then they're like, yeah, so, so then it's just like this comedy of error. So then in the morning of the audition, I'm doing this the thing where I'm literally like sitting at home, like putting makeup on my hands. <laughs> oh my Got to cover up the scabs. Seriously, I'm like, no one will notice this. Just smearing like foundation on my hand. And then have you ever tried to drive a car and then tried to button up, a, like put on a, like a, a tie? With foundation have, oh, on your hands? Yes. Do you have makeup on your hands? No. No. no like, why? Because you're not retarded. <laughs> I clearly fall on the other side of that uh, line. And so and then I'm getting out of the car and I'm trying to open everything with my elbows, you know, and she's like, okay, sign in here. And I'm like, sign. Can I hold the pen in my teeth? <laughs> Ending over a headshot with smeared foundation all over the face. And oh, God, so- did you have like 
prints on your shirt? No, I fortunately I managed to avoid, you know, uh, I managed to avoid like getting, I think, to the best of my, unless the, like I left and they were like, did you see that guy? What's with his hand? Those, <laughs> those mannequin hands? But I, so I'm holding the tablet or whatever and it's like, uh, and, and then she's giving me these stage directions. She's like, okay, and. I've told the story before about how I had uh, our friend uh, Jason Crump, who does some, some photography. Mm. He did a whole photo session with me for my because he did all my headshots because I can't. Rick Emerson is the boy who can't smile. I <laughs> because my smiles always look really. That's it, it, that's how I. It, it's sort of it's sort of reassuring because that's how I know I'm not a sociopath because I can't fake emotion. <laughs> like I can't just sort of you know like feign it and have it be convincing. If you look at my smiles when I'm like posing or just you know like okay let's get one where you're smiling and I'm like that's not going to work. Yeah. Just, <laughs> and so he did this whole two hour photo session with me where he was like literally teaching me how to smile mm. for a photo because I do it so poorly. So of course the first <laughs> thing when I'm like having this tablet you know and I'm already like looking at my hands going are these lights going to make my hand makeup drip? <laughs> And I like, what, what will up. that look like? Like, you know, if I'm just like, it'll look like it I'm... Like your your li- skin is coming off and drops. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> oh, God. Dorothy! Yeah! <laughs> like I'm sort of Melting. liquefying leper. But I... So I'm like holding the thing and she's like, okay, now you're turning on the tablet. Now you're... Uh, okay, now you're, you're, you're presenting something at a conference. Okay, now you're running a PowerPoint presentation. Okay, now you're going onto Facebook. And this is all me holding the tablet, which is like a... I, I, you know, they had to be. It was just like a, you know, like a legal pad. So I'm already just like, you know, completely having to like. Oh, fade okay. She's like, okay, now you're seeing something on Facebook. And now you're giving it a big belly laugh, and I'm just like in my head. <laughs> oh Jesus! And she's like, why did I? Why did I even? I'm, this is a waste of everyone's time. I feel like just sort of apologizing on the way out of those things. Are you going to demonstrate your big belly laugh for us? No. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't even demonstrate it there, and they were offering me like a thousand bucks or whatever. I, so it's yeah, like, <laughs> I've known you for a million years, and I don't think I've ever heard you belly laugh. Because it's, you know, it's, <laughs> uh, okay, I'll show myself out. <laughs> I, I will say, though, that this agency, and it's one of the first, uh, I guess there's sort of new uh, in Portland anyway, I did get like a, I think they wanted it to be a lot more personal than it was. Because I got this email from them. Because normally you just never hear back. Like if you don't yeah. hear the gig, yeah. it's just you're just staring at the That's phone, yeah. calling yourself occasionally to make sure the the ringer works, you know, or whatever. Yeah. But I actually got a thing from them, and it was like, if it hadn't been for the opening, because the body of the letter was like, uh, you know, hey, you did a really great job at your audition, but we're going to go another way. Wow. Which, was, which was all good, except the opening was like, dear talented professional. And it was like, <laughs> oh. It's like, why bother? One of those cancels out the other. Like, oh, you yeah. Can't, you can either do the fake, like, wooden opening or you can do the faux, like, personal body. Of yeah. The, you can't do both. Don't do so both. So it's, anyway. No, those don't mesh well together. No. Well, since it was funny since you were coming in today. I actually got an email about you earlier today from a listener named Allison. And it's about you and me. It's about something that we did a long time ago. And do you remember during the election... I guess, what, what year would that be? 2008? 2008 election? Yes. For Obama? Yeah. yeah. Yes. 2008 election. When <clears throat> we decided to make that song by our fake band, uh, Obama Rama. Oh, God, that yeah. Song the, that song that do you like, uh, if you like Barack Obama. With uh, Timmy with Ryan. Timmy goddamn Ryan. Timmy Ryan. So we made this really stupid song. And I think, what was the bit? Like, we were trying to, see whoever could get it on a national radio show first. Well, it was sort of like, it, it was this... It, it was like this sort of thing inside a thing inside a thing. Like it was because you know because radio like the hallmark of especially like bad radio morning shows is the is the zany parody song, mm-hmm. right? Where it's like the two DJs you know like in a booth and they're singing you know like some you know, like some variation on an existing song and it's whatever. It's uh, and so so this was like our and 
And I think the goal was to make one that was sort of deliberately cheesy, but just good enough that it might plausibly pass as real and then to see if we could get someone to play it, which, by the way, uh, Tom Hartman at Air America eventually did. (laughs) We got him to play it. He's like, oh, we got this submitted by a listener. Hey. (laughs) (laughs) This is a new one from Obama-Rama. This one speaks to all of us, I think, here at Air America. Let's give it a listen. (laughs) (laughs) Well, somebody wrote me this. This is from Allison. And so Allison wrote, I was looking at my emails this morning, heads down, when I was listening to a news station on in the background. All of a sudden, I heard music and the beat line from your spoof song that you and Rick made about Obama-Rama, the Obama-Rama song, in Change. My head snapped up fully expecting to see you guys singing. Instead, the music was looped behind a car commercial. But so it this, was with the lyrics? and with She said that she heard Obama and that she heard the music, like she heard the lyrics, Obama and Change. That's insane. And our, that's our stupid... I, and. And she's like, I'm not sure if that was you guys, but I mean, she said that she actually heard the Obama-Rama song. It was for a car commercial. For a a car commercial on a local news station, a local TV station here in town. You guys might have some royalties towards you. (laughs) Seriously. (laughs) Well, I'm looking at this right now, so I haven't looked at this song. Maybe I should play a little bit. So it wasn't just like this sort of instrumental track, like she heard the word Obama? She said... Yeah, because she said, uh, I heard your Obama song where you guys were singing about change. (laughs) We were down on our luck. Okay, every time I think of this song, it just makes me so happy to think that this will haunt Timmy Ryan the rest of his life. Because he's like hardcore, like like gun nut Republican guy now. Oh, yeah. And yeah. he has a song. Yeah. Oh, I had to... He does conservative. I, I do like Timmy talk. Ryan as a person. However, I had to like unfriend him on Facebook because of all the crazy shit he posted. I'm like, I can't do this anymore. I like Timmy Ryan as an idea. Yeah, I, as an idea. <laughs> <laughs> but to know that this will follow him for the rest of his life, that he sang a song about how amazing Barack Obama is, awesome. makes my day every Excellent. day. Time politicians only out for a buck. And then at home one evening, reading Craigslist online. (laughs) And in the personal section, you know this pose caught my eye. If you like Barack Obama, this is more of the same. Who's that female vocal? Oh, God. (laughs) If you're not into Clinton... Yeah. So anyway, so that might be on some car commercial here in town. I have no idea. But somebody just sent that to me this morning. She heard it this morning. Let's see. She sent it at 6.39 a.m. today. You know, the people I went to high school with and whatever, are like they have law degrees and stuff now. They're like, you know, they're like doctors. They're curing things. I'm in a booth like, what rhymes with McCain? Anyone? <laughs> yes, Rick was the author of that, of yes. that fine song. Have you ever heard Timmy Ryan's... Uh, this is really one of the things he. I, I I don't think I have a recording of this. He he did this this he could do this thing though that was genius. He could do a dead on, and he would do it like at the drop of a hat. He would do like, hey, do you want to hear every like lead singer for every emo band? And he would do. I it, it's almost pointless to mention it without like having him here to illustrate. But he could do like the most dead on, authentic, generic lead vocal for an emo band that you've ever heard in your life. I could see that he because, was a talented little crazy man. If you listen to a lot of those like emo, screamo, punk, whatever bands they held, there's a sort of, there's a certain kind of style. There's a certain kind of dashboard confessional sort of guy that they all sort mm-hmm. of sound like. And he could do that like 
flawlessly. So, well, like even like the pop punk, like the Blink One Eighty Twos and stuff, where they all have that nasally. Yeah, like, oh, it's they all do the same. Yeah. Yeah. And then there was exactly. all the bands that did the Lane Staley thing, right? Mm. You know, and the yeah. Creed and all that stuff. Yeah. Well, so maybe somebody stuck that like on in the background or something. Dude. Like, uh, I'll just have this car stereo going in the background so we can show how great the sound system is. Um, yeah, to- we need to be looking into that so we could see if we can get some royalty. I'm looking at it right now. Do we know we- anybody at KGW? I don't know. I don't think so. I'm looking, and there are actual trolls on this YouTube page too. For the oh, really? for, the, for, for, the, yeah. for the song. Yeah, fan freaking sent, uh, fantastic. This songwriter's a genius. <laughs> <laughs> Rick, was that are you? Are you David Glogie? <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, five years ago, Bander eighty seven wrote. Ron Paul predicted this mess. <laughs> wow, wow. Uh, so Denver Blazer six years ago wrote a nice song, Agent of Change. LOL. Is this on? Uh, is this on YouTube? This is on the YouTube. Are these people yes. that just sit there and look up anything Obama related just so they can post whatever their comment is. Mm-hmm. No, that's. I think there must be there must be some sort of an app that like alerts you when somebody has posted anything online that you might vaguely disagree. with. And then there's yeah. a macro that just says you know libtard. Exactly. You know, I was going to say yeah, libtard. socialist. <laughs> the you know what what I find hilarious is just the. Um, because, you know, you, uh, Google took some steps earlier this year, I think, to sort of, you know, because the YouTube comments are like the cesspool of the Internet. Mm. Like, YouTube oh, yeah. comments are the worst, which is saying That something. and the Oregon Live com- comments. It's, I uh, mean, it depends you, on what it is. Yeah. yeah. Live. I mean, there's a lot of competition for, like, worst comment board in the known world. Yeah. And it's, so it's like the fact that YouTube, which is a pretty mainstream site, can get, like, the level of vileness that it does is almost, it's almost kind of impressive. I, but what I find especially funny is, like, is when you find, like, Instant disproportionate rage to something that is not even like to something that's totally innocuous. So I found this. Um, it's a long story about how I ended up at this webpage, and there's uh, there's some salty language coming up. So if you're you know, not that that probably Uh-oh. bothers anyone Little listening ears. to this. I just, but I was, uh, I, w- I think I, w- I was literally trying to figure out if something was a fruit or a vegetable, like one of those things like where a like tomato? it starts bugging you. Well, it was like that. Mm. It was. I think it was. Um, it was like cucumbers or something because there's like you know there's a the thing the the sort of you know seeds on the inside outside but I think it's not a hard and fast rule and like what it's well you know there's well how well let me ask you how do you tell the difference between a fruit and a vegetable because I started thinking about it and I, I don't realized because vegetables aren't as sweet see but that but then there are sweet tomatoes I don't know and then also it's not helped by the fact that uh, that tomatoes are botanically a fruit but right. the Supreme Court ruled that they were a vegetable for purposes of trade. This is all stuff you learn at two in the morning, by the way, when you can't figure out if a cucumber <laughs> is a vegetable. Anyway. Wait, a cucumber is a vegetable, though, isn't it? No, it's a fruit. It's not a fruit. <laughs> I know. That's what I'm saying. Anyway, so so this, but see, now, welcome to my world of hell. What, are you, what were you yeah. meaning about the seeds on the inside and the outside? Well, that's typically the way that you can tell is that a, I think it's that a, it's that a vegetable has its... No. Well, yeah, but then there's an apple, and that has seeds. God damn it. Yeah, that's what I was thinking so, about, the apple with the seeds on the inside. Well, it's yeah. like an I before E thing. I think there's, like, an exception. So the, but, okay. But the, So the upshot is that, like, it's not... It, the bottom line answer, by the way, for that, the actual answer that I found it is that it's really complicated and that everybody everybody's answer is wrong. Uh, <laughs> that there is no easy way to tell. Because it's like, I think even, like, peanuts are technically a fruit or some some shit. Anyway, but but so I'm up at, like, 3 in the morning, like, I've got to know! You know, like, it's that thing where you can't go to sleep yeah. until you figure out exactly, like, what is going on, you That's know? That's a pretty big question to want to, sell, like, solve at 3 o'clock in the morning. Like, Give me the entire list of vegetables and fruit. I didn't know. I thought that there was an easy way to tell one from the other, and I was just missing it somehow. Like, I was just... You know, like okay, I gotta like figure it out. So um, it's like it, like I did this thing a while back of like uh, like suddenly what was it? I was like suddenly trying to figure out. I'm like I'm like well, what is like when people always say like chomping at the bit, but they spell it champing at the bit. And I'm like, well, what 
Why? So what? like Kitty Corner and Caddy Corner? Yeah, and I'm like, well, what is what the hell? Anyway, but, so I go online and I'm like, how do you tell a fruit from a vegetable? And it's like a bad mistake to type anything into Google because then the first result is Yahoo Answers, which is just fucking useless. Oh, yeah, completely useless. <laughs> you know, I love how it's always people on there too who claim, like, just hands down, no, you are wrong. It is this, but they leave no definition as far as exactly. where they get that answer. It, it's just that you're not right. Right. So <laughs> I'm scrolling through all of these, going like fruit and vegetable, fruit and vegetable, fruit and vegetable. You know, like trying to figure out, you know, and like aware by the how way do that you I'm ever crazy. Sleep? Yeah, that's a crazy person thing. Oh, yeah. Do. Oh, <laughs> that's what a psychiatrist would call an intrusive thought. It's, uh, you know, where you just, uh, yeah. It's, I mean, it's. Where this, you latch on to something. No, I do that. I'll, I'll get the latch on. Not that on. anybody in this room ever does anything like that. Never. I mean, well, that's the same thing. At least I don't. I mean, it, it has replaced the thing of me, like, having to leave the mall while I'm shopping to walk out to my car to see if my parking brake is on on a totally flat God. surface. But, no, I. I know exactly what you're talking about. So I go to Google and I'm like scrolling through all these results and I'm like, I just got to get this done so I can go back to sleep. And I find it was like the Mayo Clinic. And, you know, the Mayo Clinic is like the gold standard, you know, for scientific, you know, know I mean, yeah, like they like, you know, they like whatever their answer is, like, I'm going to accept that it's true. So I go to the Mayo Clinic and there was this, you know, uh, it was the article about, you know, like, you know, how many fruit and vegetables you should get. And here's the difference. And it's a complicated question and whatever. And I'm like, okay. And, And what they basically said is they're like. You know, th- their answer was like, you know, well, the list is, you know, the list of ways you can tell them apart and the differences. It's like so massive that like, don't worry about it. You know, just make sure you're getting enough. Whatever. Like they, they just said like, don't like they sort of patted me on the head and said like, don't stress about it. You know, yeah. but, but, but you know, here's a general rule of thumb. And then and then like I try never I actually have an app on my on my on my MacBook that actually just um, whenever possible just removes the comment section altogether. So I never even see it. Oh, nice. Uh, um, and so, but sometimes it doesn't work. So I, so I scroll down and without realizing it, I'm, I'm suddenly into the comments and keep in mind, this is not at Yahoo answers. This isn't at YouTube. This isn't at like, I'm a big dickwad.com. <laughs> this is at the Mayo clinic, right? The, for, and it, and the article was written by, I forget her full name, but her name was like, you know, Dr. Dr. Jenny Smith, you know, PhD. Right. First comment. Jenny Smith is a know-nothing cunt. <laughs> and I, I mean, I think I literally said like, wow, and like pulled back from the screen a little bit. Wow. Like, first of all, how is that guy at the Mayo Clinic website? Right. How does, yeah, one default And this to that. is on fruits and vegetables, right? Right. Like, <laughs> fruits and vegetables. You're at the fruit and vegetable section of the Mayo Clinic. I mean, that's like going to Harvard.edu and trying to find the section on, like, existentialism. And just right, your mom's a whore. Oh, my God. <laughs> Jenny Smith is a know-nothing cunt. First comment. Like, no wow. build-up, no ramping toward that. Just boom, right out of the gate. Dropping the mic. I'm out. Like, it's... See, that makes you wonder, does he have something actually against Jenny Smith? Like, does he know something oh, about maybe. her? Does no, like do troll? I don't know. But trolls just troll to or troll, right? he just right? post that on everything? Yeah. Just trolls be trolling. I trolls guess be I, trolling. Maybe he was just like, hey, here's an unpainted corner of the internet cannabis. It's <laughs> 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 crazy. Like, you expect that in certain drop places. drop word later for no reason. Exactly. Oh, it's yeah. like, God. Like, it's like when you go to the library and suddenly somebody raises their voice and it sort of jars you because you're like, it's the library, man. You're supposed to be quiet. Mm. Like, at that website, I was not expecting... Like, I was totally unprepared no. for it. It just went nuclear, like, instantly. <laughs> no, nothing. Cunt. I almost wow. wished it, like, and his name wasn't clickable. I almost wanted to get it, like, well played, sir. You know, like, that's... <laughs> and what were the replies to that? What's, what's great is that no one commented on it. Like, and no one. Moved on? It was like, everybody was like, we're, don't, don't pay any attention. We're not going to see that here at the Mayo Clinic. We don't acknowledge such. It was crazy. It was like, 
the internet is like i mean it's amazing what people will do the instant that like the, the instant that their identity can't be known the instant like you know that like uh, what do you mean i can say what i want with virtual anonymity oh hmm, god that's I just terrifying certainly won't use that for evil it's, <laughs> have you guys used the secret app <gasps> no i was gonna ask greg i was actually gonna ask you because i think did you you sent me an invite or somebody sent you and i an invite for Wait, something called invites for secret okay it was yeah, not secret. me first of all uh because oh. I will sign <gasps> there up it is. for about. Yeah, so I got this. Wait, Rick, is this it? Piss, like, pst, you're invited. One of your friends invited you to join them on Secret. Well, that yeah, that's got to be it. So, what so, is it? Okay, so you guys know Post Secret, uh, the website. Is that um, the one where you can say anything you want about you, people? You or? mail or so post secret, and this oh, is yeah, you're th- invited to secret, and they and and the secret app is not associated with that, but they do say that it was inspired by this. So post, post secret was a thing that started years ago, where you can write down a secret, something you, you never told anybody. You write it on a postcard and you send it to this guy, and then he puts them up like ten a week. He puts up on his website and he puts up books up yep. or whatever. But so secret is basically it's it's um it's based on that, but it's but it's an app and it's just called secret. But so here's the thing. So the deal is you can. And it, you know, and again, you have to sort of take them at their word that it's totally anonymous and they're not, you know, whatever that, you know, that you can't be identified, et cetera. But you, you can upload, you know, you can post a, uh, a comment and it's, you know, again, it's a secret. It's something that, you know, you, you wouldn't say out loud to anybody else, but you can post it and anonymously and it shows up like in a feed of little snapshots. And it's just a, you know, it's like a little background image with, with the secret written on top of it. But here's the thing about it is that it tells you, um, how, far away from you like in terms of distance the person was who posted that and and here's the other thing when you when you first sign up for it it says you will remain anonymous no one will ever know that a secret came from you you can't be associated with it but if you let us access your address book on your phone we will tell you when a secret posted is from a friend of yours we won't you won't know which friend so you just know that somebody yeah, said this. But here but so but here and you say, but here's the thing about it. They also say, by the way, you have to have at least 3 friends using secret before we'll tell you, before we'll show you, you know, secrets from friends because it, I guess the theory is if you only had one friend in your address book and it's like a, a friend posted a secret, you go like, well, yeah. I only have one person. So you have to have at least 3 friends using it but before you can actually see things posted by friends. And so when I first signed up, like it was like you have zero of three friends using it. Just the other day, it said, "Congratulations, you now have one friend using Secret." Of course, I don't know who it is. Yeah. Once I get two more people using it, I'll be able to see secrets from friends. But for now, I just see them, you know, generically. So here's like for example, so like here's do you post? Because you're not very much on like the social media stuff. Do you post I've, stuff on that? No, I've never posted. You just it becomes addictive though, just to read it. So, so these like are uh, random people from Portland or from well they're from all over but okay. you'll also get ones that are near you so for example uh, let me find one that uh, let me find one that's that's from here uh, and it'll say like um, you know it'll say like uh, however many miles away from you they are um, so this one is from somebody uh, this one is from somebody um, 1.9 miles away from me for the first time in years I am really content with my place in life I can't stop feeling guilty about what I did. <laughs> what the fuck? Seriously. Oh. Uh, and so this one, okay, here's one. This one is from somebody 0.7 miles away. All right, that's pretty close. That's pretty close. Whenever I walk past a cop, I have the urge, I have to fight the urge to grab their gun and shoot it. Whoa. And so now 
that's again, and it's totally anonymous. You know, you have no how way. Is, how of, is this of, anonymous you know, though? Because well, obviously it, they know. When I say anonymous, it's, not, right. it's anonymous in the way anything on the internet is. Gotcha. And the, the so the asterisk there is like assuming the company's telling the truth. Yeah. But certainly, I don't know who it is. Right. And no, that's the thing. The company may know, but none of the other users presumably can figure out who it is unless somebody, you know, identified themselves. Oh, I don't know if I want to know the inner workings of people's minds that much. So So then what, can you like, like it? Yeah, you can like it. You can comment on it. There's a little, you know, you can click on it to comment. You can, you can uh, forward it to people. You know, uh, you can pat, you know, uh, some of them, you know, you can, uh, you know, you can, yeah, you can give it a thumbs up and like the most commented ones will sometimes rise to the top or whatever. But so the really clever thing they've done is that you, until three of your friends are using the app, you cannot see secrets posted by any of your friends. So like, let's say for for the sake of argument, let's Mm. say Sarah, let's say you posted a secret today. I still I wouldn't be able to see that it would be hidden from me because I don't yet have three friends using this. Okay. So the deal is they're like because we so to anonymize your friends you have to have three of them using it before you'll get to see. So like if I posted on mine like uh, I secretly had four hot dogs for breakfast. Yes. Okay. And in, then in theory. And then, and then in theory. I mean, in th- in th- nobody would. I did that, um, but I mean, so everybody other else would see it, but see it, I but wouldn't. You yeah, okay. I wouldn't. But let's say, let's say you and Greg today both started using the secret app and joined. That would suddenly that would give me three friends, and now suddenly from now on, if any of my anybody in my address book posted a secret, I would get to see it. I would know who it was from, but it will say like a friend of yours posted this secret. And then you'll get Whoa. to see it. Yeah. Oh, that's weird. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. That. I don't think I could ever trust that to actually post. That. Well, I wouldn't want to. Not that I have like. Dirty, <laughs> Ryan in the secret, chat is speculating that the NSA created this app. Genius. <laughs> it's. I, I mean. It, well, there. It's already been used to leak some stuff that. Uh, like um, when Nike a few weeks ago they discontinued the fuel ban that was the Nike mm-hmm. thing right yeah so Nike discontinued the fuel ban which of course they were doing you know they were kind of doing it with Apple so it was sort of a big project like a full week before Nike announced that they were discontinuing the fuel ban somebody on secret posted I work in the fuel ban division at Nike we're all being fired next week whoa all right, now that just piqued my interest a yeah, little bit. And okay. All right, if you get to know like other stuff, if, if like people are saying things they're not supposed to, yeah, and it's like you don't have to deal with stealing <laughs> cops' fucking guns, like like in like like big secrets, like Nike stuff. That's pretty fascinating. But yeah, so um, and so I'm not actively uh, asking anybody um, to use it because I just you know I, I don't want to be that guy where like, hey, will you please you start using this? Like I don't want to solicit people to start using. <laughs> stuff. I'm looking in the chat. Our friend Keelan actually uses it. Really? Mm-hmm. Maybe we'll see. I've got. I've got one of three friends. Maybe it's him. Maybe so, it's him. Uh, so it doesn't tell you who the friends are. No, no, no. That's the yeah. thing. Is like, yeah, the, whatever the company may or may know. The one thing is like, users, you know, can't see each other. It will tell you their location, uh, but it won't tell you uh, anything else. So anyway, but there's like some really, you know, there's some really bizarre things uh, that sort of. What's uh, the most unnerving one that you've seen? Is it that cop one? Because that's pretty unnerving to me. Uh, let's see. I um um. Uh, have you posted anything? I no, just no, no. To like I have. I, I mean, have even if it's not, not really a secret, just like write something. Just I have put maybe, it out there. Maybe I should. You should. Um, what would you write? Though? Oh, by the way, this is weird. So the cop one, the one that whenever I walk past a cop, I have to fight the urge to grab their gun and fire it. I didn't realize it does this. It was 0.7 miles away. Now it's 0.5 miles away. Oh, they're, they're walking toward us. Oh, so God. it keeps track of how they move and like where. I didn't what if they're? What if that's your friend and they're listening to the show and then they're like coming this way? They're like, Rick, you shouldn't have talked about my secret. I didn't. Uh, I didn't realize the location updated it uh, on that. But um, I'm trying to. Um, well, here's one. This one just came in from somebody 2.6 miles away. 
I killed my sister's fish on purpose because it killed mine. I told her it jumped out of the tank when I wasn't home and it died. Whoa. That's not, you know, the worst thing I've ever read, but, you know, no, that's the sort of thing you don't say in polite company. The kind of person, though, that would kill a fish. Somebody's pet fish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. That's, that says something about them. So, yeah. Anyway, so that's... All right, now uh, I have a new upset. Well, actually, I'm staying... Uh, I'm staying off the book of face for the next like day because I haven't watched the goddamn Game of Thrones finale uh, yet, yeah. and I'm, I'm working today, so I want to. I wanted something to look at. Now I know what I'm signing up for and doing all afternoon. It's it gets a little it gets a little addictive, um, and that's one. I, th- I know that's saying something too because you don't get addicted to social media. I mean, it's yeah. I mean, I don't spend all day on it, but it's like it does. You can set it. No, to but like, if it, it's piqued your interest, I mean, I'm kind of curious about that. You can, you know, yeah, and, and it's like, and that's and that's without. I mean, that's still right now where I don't, by definition, I don't see anything posted by anybody I know. And that's why I'm, another reason I'm not actively telling anybody to sign up for it, mm, because right. like, I think once, once I get, you know, two more friends or whatever who are using it and suddenly it unlocks it and I can see things posted by people I know, I, I think that's the point. Cause I know people who, you know, joined it and instantly like everybody, you know, like I think it, it's huge apparently in Silicon Valley. Mm. And, um, I right. know some people who use it and they were like, you know, they're like, I started using it and it pinged me like, you know, several times an hour telling me that like a friend of yours has posted a secret because I mean, think about like the addictive nature of that. Like if yeah. you're constantly being told like, Hey, somebody, you know, just said the following secret thing. You got to look. How can you right. not look when that alert comes in? And so try to think about who it is. That said yeah. It. Like who might have said that? We're all still in middle school, except for passing notes. Instead, people are just writing it right. on like, like via this is text. Like the bathroom wall of the internet. Yeah. yeah. So it's, uh, <laughs> By the way, Sarah, even though you haven't watched it, let me tell you the following 75 ways in which it diverged from the book. Oh, my God. Which I do not approve. <laughs> so Yeah, I just had to – I pulled a U today. I had to – I just signed off of Facebook. Yeah. I'm like, nope, not going to do it because people are being dicks and, like, posting stuff. Yeah, I've already seen a bunch of things. Yeah, I saw it. It's going to get spoiled for you. Yeah, I know. That's yeah. why I'm not I'm not paying any attention. not going to do it. Hopefully, I can make it in, for another seven hours. I'm kind of zen uh, with the fact that it – like, I don't go out of my way to, you know, like, I try no, not I'm, to read spoilers. Yeah. But I know that if it does – like I've tried to brace myself for it. Like, I know, I, and I know it's going to happen. I know within a lot can happen in seven hours. I know what's going to be ruined. However, I'm going to try my darndest because it's the last episode of the season. So, and I know I don't get it for another year. So I'm trying to. I think there's a trying tw- to hold out. There's a Twitter app or something that actually uh, will screen I out tried spoilers. To uninst- I tried to install that yeah. today on my Chrome app, but I, I wasn't able to figure out exactly how to do it. So I'm just going to uninstall myself for today. I mm-hmm. I sort of considered like once I got through with Breaking Bad, like that was. I mean, I'm not saying it won't happen again in the future, but to me, like that's uh, that was like that was the the one time in recent memory where it was like of paramount importance to me. Like when mm. when I got to within a week of the Breaking Bad finale, like I just I told everybody I'm like I will not be reachable. Yep. Like you yeah. will not be. You could talk to me in eight days. Like I went into a total like media lockdown. Um, that's how it was a few days before because um, Greg has the fancy cable, and so we were going to watch De- the Dexter. Mm, series finale which I didn't want to be spoiled for me at all oh I never saw that oh it's good how did it end Um, I don't care you can tell me doesn't matter I don't want to say it just because I know some people are still because the, uh, oh, okay. the last well, season just came out on Netflix oh really yeah, yeah. okay well never mind yeah. you can tell me off I'll tell it you was the, yeah they're yeah, I think it was fifty fifty response. I think a lot of people didn't like it. I liked I, it yeah I thought it was good too yeah I, I mean kind of, it I, has to end I so. pulled the ripcord at some like after because uh, I think the, the, it's, it peaked for me with what's his name, with John Lithgow. The oh, yeah. Killer. I mean, nothing gets it better never, than that. Yeah, it never gets better yeah, than that. I, uh, did you read any of the books? <gasps> no, I, I read part of Darkly Dreaming Dexter, like I think the first yeah. one, who I think I borrowed from Cheryl. Maybe. Maybe yeah. about eight years ago. I should probably yeah. get that back to her. Yeah, I, I still have it on my bookshelf. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. If she hasn't asked for it back, I think that's <laughs> okay. an indication, perhaps. That <laughs> it's mine. It became, the, 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 the books became very... Um, 
They, they got bad. Okay. They got, they got bad. They got was bad. It, they were just trying to churn them out because the television show was so popular? Well, or? yeah. I think that guy, Jeff Lindsay, who wrote the book, I mean, it's, you know, I think being a writer is a little bit like being a musician or being an actor where, like, you, you know, it's how many times you see an actor that you know, you know, or you see them later in something and they're like, they're really, really able to act well. I mean, they're brilliant actors. Mm-hmm. And you're like, but you spent, n-, like the Bob Saget, or Brian Cranston, for that matter, Malcolm yeah. in the Middle. You're like, you're on Malcolm Middle. He's like, Brian got to eat. You know, it's like, yeah. you, you know, if you find something that pays the bills, like, you keep doing that thing. Yeah. So I think Jeff Lindsay was like, holy shit, people are buying these. Like, it's like that Sookie Stackhouse woman. Like, I got to keep cranking these oh, out. Oh, God. Like a, <gasps> it's the last season. I, I, I got to tell you, it was the last season, seven seasons. <laughs> exactly. Like, I don't... The, 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 I watch it out of, like, just just out of... Because I used to love it. Like, now I don't even enjoy it when I watch it. No, no, no. That's just like... That's it's like sad. when you look over your husband who's gained, like, 300 pounds. And, he, you know... <laughs> He has to clean himself with a stick and a rag, and you're just like, well, I remember when he was thin. Are you still Like the fourth Dexter book, this is where, here's why the show, I think, Dexter got so weird. I think they had to diverge from, this is not a, spo- a show spoiler, but it's a book spoiler. They had to diverge, I think, and from the books and start right. they had to start making it up themselves on the show, because I think it was the fourth Dexter book. This literally happened in the fourth book because, you know, Dexter's little thing about my dark passenger stays with me always. It's like whatever. And he's talking about like his inner self, his mm-hmm. killer self. In the book, it is literally, I don't mean figuratively, I mean literally revealed that Dexter is possessed by a 9,000-year-old Egyptian demon. demon. Wow. I'm really? not demon. Yeah, there's uh, literally. I'm not like I'm not using metaphors or speaking in terms of like, <laughs> an allegory. No. Literally, he is possessed by a 9,000-year-old Egyptian demon. And I think the showrunners must have gone, well, fuck, we can't do that. Yeah. Who else has got an How, idea? Oh, my God. How would that have even been possible like, to translate to TV and have it be taken seriously? Right. Yeah. I, so I think the people in the show were like, well, we're on, we're on our own, guys. <laughs> oh. I wonder if that's what's going to happen with Game of Thrones because they have to keep cranking out the shows. And if George R. R. Martin keeps dragging his heels, oh, yeah. they're going to have to start getting – well, they've well, already they, been a little creative. Well, they still have a whole book left, right, that hasn't been on – Television is he writing six or seven right now? He's writing six, but he's this is the end said of it. Might go to seven. This is fi- this is five. I think they're about out of road. I mean, that's, yeah. I, I don't. I, I'm here's the thing. I haven't read the books. Probably won't. Uh, but it, it, I know that they're showing some things out of order too, right? Because the books, I think they're all you know. There's long, long stretches done from one person's point of view, and it just doesn't really work uh, for the. But that's you know that's whatever. It's like they did with uh, Lord of the Rings too. They had mm. they showed things you know from from Return of the King in Two Towers and whatever, right? Um, but I think, like, I read some estimate. They said that, like, if if the rate at which he's writing the books and the rate at which they are making the show stay the same, that they're going to officially outstrip everything he had. Like, they're going to run out of material in, you know, within, like, three episodes of the next season or something oh, like that. Wow. So it's uh, – which, again, I, who knows? I, I don't know what they got planned. Yeah. And HBO is not shy about taking, like, years between seasons. Mm-hmm. So uh, – but um, it's – yeah. I'm, yeah, he's partway through the sixth one, and then he's going to write a seventh one. And I think that's it. So there'll be seven books, but he's yeah, he's only partway through the sixth. So that's not even done yet. Oh, no, yeah. that's not going to shape up yeah. very well. And that guy's not in good shape. Well, that's the, that's the thing is like, <laughs> I mean, because he sort of notoriously stays off the internet for long stretches of time. Like he writes everything on this sort of like, he writes everything on this basically like this. This is like like this. It's like an Apple II. It's like the War Games computer with like the green on black. Like it's not hooked to anything because he's like, I don't want to be distracted by the internet, so I just write everything on this. So he must be aware, though, on some level of a, of an entire culture going, please lay off the bacon, please. Will you just <laughs> like? And it's you know, I, but you know, I guess George George loved to eat. So yeah. all right. Oh, it's being pointed out. A uh, couple of ladies in the chat who have uh, both read the books. They said season four was actually only the second half of the third book. Okay. 
All right. So that's, I thought it was like the the second half of the fifth book. That's why I was getting confused. They've already, they've already bought two more seasons, right? For sure. Mm. I think. At least two seasons. All right. So we're good for a couple of years. Yeah. Right. I don't know. All right. All right. That's why I'm not. I'm. I'm doing my best to not emotionally invest in that show because mm. it's just. Like, you it's can't. Too, it just beats you down. Yeah. And it's just. And also, it's just too. You know. It's just. Yeah. It's just too stressful. They, because it's not just the show tension itself. It's also like him writing the books and when are they going to. You know. And, it's, mm-hmm. it, 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 and plus the whole spoiler thing. So it's. Yeah. I have to pick and choose. I think from this point on. No, it is. You know what I hate? Like, like say for example. So Greg actually brought this up earlier today because I was talking to him. I was just really pissed because I saw someone trying to make an oh so clever post on Facebook today. Mm-hmm. But like you know, hashtag GOT, and the, clearly by the way that they did it, you could tell what happened. Right, and I'm like, you dick! It's like it's seven thirty in the morning on Monday, and you're already like trying to post. You're like, oh, look at how many clicks I can get. I'm I'm fucking hilarious. Look right. at how funny. I was so mad, and I talked to Greg this morning as I was heading in because I got stuck in some traffic. I'm like, hey, I think I'm gonna be on time, and uh, and he's just like, well, Sarah, you kind of did the same thing with the because. I posted the picture of the mountain and the red viper, but it was them out of costume. Right. Them, it's this like great picture of them together, you know, like before their scene, just like being bros hanging out. And I posted that on Wednesday and Greg said, well, didn't you do the same thing? I'm like, that's bullshit because <laughs> I did not post anything about it. Every- it wasn't from the show though. No, it wasn't, wasn't from the show and everybody yeah. knew that that was the fight that was going to be happening. So it had nothing to do with them. However, like this particular person posted something specific and then hashtag Game of Thrones. I'm like, really? The thing, the worst thing to me is the, um, it's the passive spoiler because here's like, in case everybody in the world hasn't gotten the memo here when you say there's a twist that's a spoiler mm-hmm. yeah saying there's a twist is giving something away mm-hmm. so if you would like to not spoil then you just reveal nothing yeah you know that's the that's the thing like revealing that something unexpected is going to happen means that the thing will no longer be unexpected yep and that you'll spend the entire episode going like is this <gasps> oh, the thing the spo- it's yeah, like watching an m night Shyamalan exactly. movie it's that's, like you're distracted yeah. the whole time like where's the twist exactly where's that's the twist the, what's gonna happen yeah. mm-hmm. i hear something really big's gonna happen like what's I, gonna happen? I didn't see this at the time but Leading up to the the fourth season finale of Breaking Bad, um, there was and I and I, I won't say what it was, but uh, but um, th- there's a there's a thing that happens uh, at the end of of uh, of, uh, of the fourth season of Breaking Bad where one of the main characters is is dispatched, mm-hmm. and somebody, and I'm glad I didn't see it at the time, but apparently somebody a full week ahead of time who worked at like a production house actually had like a screen cap of of the dead actor. Of you know the hour of the end of the act of the character being dead and posted it like oh. on the internet and it was just through like sheer dumb luck that I didn't see it somehow mm-hmm. so that but when I found out about that later I'm like okay we gotta look okay, we'll a full like lockdown mode for this so it's that's yeah it's that's what I did I was watching uh, the Good Wife and a major oh, yeah. one of the major characters was killed off on that and of course the second that show's fucking done because I haven't watched it this particular character it's like oh see this person on David Letterman and right. all this stuff I'm like oh, oh yeah. gee I wonder who was fucking killed off <laughs> I wonder who it was I was a week behind on watching The Good Wife mm-hmm. and uh, my friend Chris Neven God bless him he thought that he he didn't know that I watched The Good Wife but he uh, but he knew that I was a fan of Sports Night which was the old Aaron Sorkin oh, yeah. show f- featuring Josh Charles yep. and he's like hey check this out Josh Charles is on you know uh, is on SportsCenter uh, playing Dan Rydell and I was like oh that's interesting and I never connected and I clicked on it <laughs> <laughs> and it was like, you know, I don't it's even been know. it's been like a few months now. Okay. I think that it I mean, following the death of his character, you know, Will, death. I was like, oh, come on! It was everywhere. I couldn't <laughs> avoid it. It was in like advertisements. It's like his, he talks about his shocking death. I'm yeah. like, there's nothing shocking about this now. I'm like, great. I know this is happening. Yeah, it's, I I don't know <laughs> that it would have stunned me, you know, if if I'd watch it. But now I'll never know. So, mm-hmm. all right. 
And that's been things that bother all of us because we're old. Seriously. Hey, Greg, what do you think Damn about internet? Speaking of the internets, what about Squarespace? Oh, huh? Squarespace! Aren't they an amazing say? sponsor? Yes, they are. Mm-hmm. They are indeed. Squarespace.com, Sarah. You can go there now and sign up for your own website. Rick, don't you use Squarespace? I do indeed. I'm a big fan of uh, I am a big fan of Squarespace. They are. I will say this about Squarespace. Uh, so I have heard about them for a long time, but I just haven't had uh, haven't had any reason. Um, uh, to use them, you know, mm-hmm. there's been the, you know, it's a thing that I, you know, and, and I heard about them from people I respect, and you guys had started talking about mm-hmm. them, and I, it's, uh, you guys have told the story about how during, um, uh, was it Hurricane Sandy? Yes, yes, that yes. they did a bucket brigade of like gasoline up the stairs to keep the generators running because their whole thing is like a Squarespace site never goes down, yep. you know, yep. they stay up all the time, and so. About a month and a half ago, uh, there's a little uh, – it's nothing yet. It may or may not be a thing, but there's a little side project I'm working on, mm-hmm. and I needed to put together a website. And I uh, texted, I think, Greg, and I was like, hey, what's your Squarespace code? And I was like – and I I have to tell you, as somebody who – It's fun employment, Rick, in case you forgot. I just wanted to fill in that blank. Is that you. the code, Sarah? It, it sure is. You can just type in fun employment. It mm-hmm. was – I mean, I was prepared for it to be good. And this is – I'm not being – No, this is not I'm something not, we no. discussed before, uh, by I, the way. And I'm not <laughs> receiving anything for saying this. I was prepared for it to be good, but I got to – I was really – I was blown away by a how beautiful all of the templates are that they offer, and how people talk how easy about how easy it is to use, and it is. It was in fact it was actually so easy to use that for the first hour or so it was actually a little bit difficult for me because I had to unlearn <laughs> because it was too right. easy. Well, because I'm old enough to remember like all of the clunky old ass web page tools that you used in like 1995. Yeah, you know when you were like using Microsoft Front Page 98 or something or whatever it was you were using like w- like way back then. You know when you were trying to like writing HTML totally. and like making your your Angel Fire or your tripod page. Or oh, your, your tripod <laughs> page. GeoCities <laughs> list of my favorite Duckman episodes will really be awesome. <laughs> Where's the glitter? Uh, and, JPEGs. and I had to unlearn like all of the weird, convoluted, circuitous, clunky methods of building a page and go like, okay, this is now 2014. I can do this in a simpler way. You can drag a picture and just put it there. It is. Yep. And I got to tell mm-hmm. you, it's like the page, it looks it, it looks like I'm a genius. It looks, it looks like, like you know what you're doing. Seriously. It mm-hmm. makes, I mean, I can tell you, I have paid in the past thousands of dollars to people. And I'm not trying to knock, you know, visual artists and graphic artists and whatever, There's, you know, but... I have paid thousands of dollars before to have pages done that did not look as good in 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 the final uh, product as the Squarespace page did. Like. Two hours after I started, mm. totally. It's and I and by the way, I'm an idiot. So <gasps> no, mine makes me look like a legit like like painter because I yeah. use mine for my dog painting stuff. And when you go to it, it actually looks like oh, this girl because before it was like a blogspot right page exactly, and yeah. it's just like it, it just was all ramshackle. And then like now it's just like it, it's very nice and clean and presentable. Yeah, and it's yeah. Uh, the great thing about one of the many many great things about Squarespace sites is that they're um uh, uh uh what is the what is the phrase there um. Well, they're, but they're, they're, easy to use, well, wonderful, they're, amazing. They're mobile responsive, which basically means oh, yes. like, all you, the sites are mobile ready. Yeah, mm-hmm. and you don't have to do, like I remember like even on the RickEmerson.com page when we were doing the online show, I had to like custom make like a version for mobile phones where I did like yep. scale everything down by hand and go to the site and see if it was, no, it's still too big. No, it's still too big. Everything's being justified to the center. Yep. Squarespace, you upload it, and when you upload a picture, for example, they on their end automatically make that picture in seven different sizes. So that no matter what device anybody's looking at your site on, if it's a tablet, if it's a phone, if it's a, like everything just appears looking like like you like it was handcrafted for that device. That is what's awesome. Rick, you're awesome. Squarespace.com. Yes. <laughs> Use the offer code Fun Employment to get 10% off when you check out. No, it's uh, seriously. It is How cool. have we all been talking for like an hour and 15 minutes? I don't know. I just looked at that right now. Wow. I don't even know what we talked about at this point. Amazingness. Amazingness. I know my face hurts from smiling. And that you're going to go on a 90s cruise? 
and then I want to go on a 90s cruise. Jesus, it's 2.30. It I is. Know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shoot, I just realized I have to work this afternoon. Time flies when you're trying not to talk about Soul Asylum in front of Greg. <laughs> <laughs> He's holding How on earth did you get so jaded, Greg? <laughs> I just remember sitting on the trampoline in the backyard when she broke up with me, Soul Asylum, MTV was on. Seriously? Yeah, wow. no, seriously. I'm sorry, I shouldn't have laughed. It's that like the wrong burned response. in my memory. It's horrible. What about the um, Pixies one? Now you know how Dave Perner's girlfriend feels. Pixie sitting in the apartment in Seattle. She owned a condo there. She would listen to Pixies, and then, and then we had the talk. And then I drove back from Seattle. Send us an email. Fun appointment radio at gmail.com. Oh, oh, this got really okay. sad all of a sudden. No, no, it's it, never mind. Um, <laughs> give us a call five zero three five seven five nine one two zero. Thank you everyone for tuning in to Fun Employment Radio, and of course, Rick, where can people find out what you're up to? Uh, <laughs> on secret. If I, if, exactly. <laughs> I'll be the one wielding a cop's gun. Uh, if slash when things happen, you can find out more about them at uh, rickemerson.com or nice. I'll just uh, I'll come whore them here, possibly. Ooh, yes. Ooh, come whore away any day. Awesome. Yep. Yes. How, how close is the gun person? Are they getting closer still? Uh, point. <laughs> oh, point two miles away. Oh, right time, to, time to seek cover. They're right outside the door. <laughs> uh, and I'm on uh, AM Northwest on K2 uh, the second Wednesday of every month. Second Wednesday of every month. Yep. Fantastic. Nice. So that would be July will be the next one. Yes. Yes. Awesome. All right. Uh, thank you, everyone, for tuning in. Go to FunEmploymentRadio.com. Order your sweatshirt right now. Uh, no drive time at the drive-in today, but Accidental Housewives will be on at about uh, 7-ish. All right. Yeah, right here. We'll be back tomorrow with more <laughs> Fun Employment Radio. You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network.